Welcome to Never Do Series with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Uh, where are we at? Oh, yeah. Televangelists. That's what we're talking about today. Well, not only them, but we're talking about super duper cool people. <laughs> I mean, ama- not even cool, but amazing people. People mm. that are very amazing people, but full of crap. Yeah. And televangelists are because, number one, not only are they closer to God than we are, <laughs> We could see miracles in front of our eyes through them. Yeah. I've seen them, you know, make, you know, hundreds of people in their, in their um, stadiums or whatever mm-hmm. pass out by just a wave of his hand. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, I've seen people come up from a, a wheelchair and walk. Mm-hmm. I'll be darned. Well, it's amazing. To be honest, these folks have some charisma. Most of them that are like the, the you know, the televangelists that you see on these, uh, like was it TBN Trinity Broadcast Network and some of these other religious stations, you know they have a, a heck of a following. They're quite successful, and they perform miracles on stage. They speak to some people. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing the following. It, is it really amazing. is. Because I, of course, joke. I don't feel. I feel like so many of these people. I know I shouldn't be judging on their faith in God, but from what they do and what I know about the Bible, it doesn't seem like that they're being very humble and that they're trying to walk that path, you know, when there's people that go there and pay a lot of money to their organization, their mm-hmm. church, and they have a $25,000 watch, <laughs> and these people are broke, and they're giving their last dollars to help them yeah. out. And so that's not necessarily what some people would think is the godlike thing to do, mm-hmm. to take so much. But it is pretty amazing how amazing they are and how full of crap they are. Well, I, I brought some clips in let's see some for us to enjoy today yeah (laughs) it it might help some people that i don't know i don't know how some people could see this and go i believe in him so i you know i i used to be a christian uh i'm an atheist now and so for me this is another one of those things i go this is another reason why i disagree with a lot of the religious stuff because there are these people who are on television who are doing some things and maybe they're totally like honest and they think that they're inspired by God and they're actually performing miracles. I don't think they think that. I think that they know that they're scam artists. It's a but yes. But you know, I used to be a believer. I know that you are. And the idea that um that a preacher could do the things that they're doing, knowing what we know about the Bible, it's a little unbelievable. It's a little unbelievable, and to the point where I think it's purposeful, meaning they're doing this on purpose, lying to their congregation. Just for the ga- their personal gain. For their personal gain. And so I've got a, a few little well, clips here. Uh, for, producer E is here to support us today. Thank you, oh, Producer E. Oh, good. So. One out of 20. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> so, Wait, Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, Ethan, I'm going to have you pull up. This one is kind of my, it's recently my favorite. I'm not a big fan of John Oliver and his politics, but gosh dang it, he nailed it when he made this little uh, this little episode. And Dave, at some point, you can watch the whole thing, but I'm just going to cue up some you clips. You have a little specific? Well, I'd like and, to see and it. You, and you might appreciate some of the little, the little clips. So, Ethan, I'm going to have you start off. There's this guy, um, Robert, um, Robert yeah. Tilton, okay? Robert Tilton is one of these televangelists who, he's a Pentecostal preacher which 
for those of you who don't know what that is, he's a Christian, but he also believes in speaking in tongues, and um, I can't remember the name that they call it, but it's the idea that you plant a seed, which is, in this case, money, oh. and God is supposed to then grow that seed, and then at one day you're going to harvest that seed. So you basically donate money to the church, mm. and at some point God's going to reward you with this bountiful harvest, oh. and you're going to have stuff... I mean, that doesn't make you feel good you. inside. Oh, it makes you feel it makes really you good. you want to give, doesn't yeah. it? So this guy, I think he's a major scam artist, but um, but John Oliver... Uh, you decide. But John yeah, right. Oliver um, kind of pulls him out, and, well, you'll see. Go yeah, ahead. Let's see. Run that first clip, ...are a cornerstone of American life. There are roughly 350,000 congregations in the United States, and many of them do great work, feeding the hungry, clothing the poor... But this is not a story about them. This is about the churches who exploit people's faith for monetary gain. And when I say that, you probably think of 1980s televangelists like this guy. I'm just getting into a prophetic vein. Someone with digestive tract problems, quickly call. We've seen midgets grow. We've seen arms and legs that start growing because the growth cells that stop. I don't make this stuff up. Please, Wait a minute. Please. He can you make a little person I a big person? This stuff up. Just five seconds after you said the words, Manda Kasabasanda. <laughs> that man is Robert Tilton. And okay. though he, like many televangelists. <laughs> he, he said that he's seen midgets grow. Right. <laughs> that was part of his, his holy healing, is, it, is having midgets grow. Well, but, but, <laughs> it's just, but, I don't but, make this stuff up. But oh, there's people God. and... And unfortunately, lots of people mm-hmm. that buy into that. I mean, that's a whole nother show is how, how do people buy into that stuff? Well, because people of faith... Lonely? <laughs> because people of faith, they have uh, a certain amount of trust in their leaders. And those leaders are, you know, preaching from the Bible. That's a, a, a key aspect of Christianity. Um, and right, and, and but, these, people, these people are feeding off of the good nature right but my point is right but my point is is how come these good people can't you know see you know um a wolf a wolf in sheep's clothing i don't know why they can't see to me it's so i could say that's that guy's fake fake (laughs) fake 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 taking money taking money taking money yeah and then you even have i didn't jim jones oh yeah colt jim jones but that's so, Dave. The what, what's what's interesting to me is that sometimes you don't even realize until you're separate from those things to realize that you've been pulled that you've in. Been, that you've been yeah pulled in and duped. Right. My, my I How love I love my grandmother, but my grandmother used to have TBN on the TV constantly, and these are the people who are on these types of shows where they are listening you know, at least maybe in the background or glued in front of the TV watching these televangelists. And it's like one preacher after another preaching this, you know, this this gospel. And then there's always a point where they're asking for money and or some sort of support. take your last $15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, this next one, <clears throat> the same clip, this is a longer clip, talking about this Robert Tilton. Ooh. And 
And, we're gonna we're gonna tear little, apart the same guy a little bit <laughs> yes. some more. Excellent. And, and and a little funny thing that John Oliver decided to do. Go, okay. go ahead, Ian. Yes, see. Cancer. <laughs> and, and when you can operate, here's the thing. When you can operate with so little oversight, it is amazing what you are able to do. Look at Robert Tilton. If you ever send him a donation, you cannot imagine what happens. <laughs> and luckily, you don't have to imagine because. And we should probably come clean here. We have been involved in a correspondence with Robert Tilton's church (laughs) for the last seven months to try and find out what he tells people. So settle in, because this gets incredible. Wow. Back in January, I sent him $20 and a letter asking to be added to his mailing list. Within two weeks, he sent me a letter back thanking me for my donation and claiming, I believe that God has supernaturally brought us together. And supernatural is a bit of a stretch. I saw him on television and I sent him some money. He wasn't my dead lover who came back to help me with some pottery. <laughs> the movie goes. Soon afterwards, yeah. he sent me a second letter and inside there was a $1 bill, which was exciting until I saw the inscription instructing me to send it back to him with your best prove God tithes or offering. <laughs> That's right. I had to send the $1 back with an additional recommended offering of $37, which I did. So at this point, we're just two letters in, and already it's like having a pen pal who's in deep with some loan sharks. (laughs) This correspondence continued back and forth like this until March, when he sent me three small packets of coloured oil that I was instructed to pour on letters and send back to him by specific dates, along with more money. So I did that. And in April, I got a letter in a manila envelope with the message, check enclosed and I thought fantastic I've seeded and I've seeded and I've seeded here comes my harvest (laughs) then I open it and this is true it was a check for five dollars from me made out to Pastor Tilton's church (laughs) this went on for seven more letters and then he sent me a piece of fabric in the shape of some mountains I assumed at this point I'd somehow reached the mountain level and (laughs) surprise surprise he asked me to send those mountains back to him with some more money again so I did and then he sent me another letter with another single dollar bill inside he told me to put that dollar bill in my bible for one night and then send it back the next day with 49 more dollars (laughs) so that he can have it blessed with oil and send me a one dollar bill back that has been blessed adding i must warn you not to rob god with your tithes and offerings <laughs> and then for emphasis i can't urge you enough do not let this one dollar bill stay in your house and you know what i kept that one dollar bill because <laughs> fuck him that one i kept but, oh. but that did not stop him The letters kept on coming. I received another oil packet, more prayer cloths, and even, and this is true, an outline of his foot, (laughs) which I was asked to trace my foot on and mail back to him with more money. (laughs) So, as of tonight, I've sent him $319 and received 26 letters. That's almost one a week. And again, this is all hilarious until... You imagine these letters being sent to someone who cannot afford what he's asking for. Go ahead, Ian. So at this point... <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, super sad because it's so true. People will spend the money that they don't have sending to this guy. Or these types of organizations, they can't even afford rent. And they're right. going to send $1,000 to this guy that's, that's right. in the hopes that there is going to be some sort of monetary... Because... 
they take thing. advantage of their belief in God mm-hmm. and they really and they press it. I mean, I've I've sat mm-hmm. and listened to it. Mm-hmm. I've sat and listened to, to just to see how or why. And I've also sat and listened to it just to watch the audience to see who the hell shows mm-hmm. up. My wife hates that I sit in front of the TV. Like we'll go, say we're staying in a hotel. We we don't really have cable TV at home, so at a hotel I get to watch some cable TV. And it's funny because I'll watch some of these televangelists and she hates it. She's like, why are you? Because I'm interested. It's, it's education in a point, to <laughs> yeah. a point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it also makes me feel good that, hey, is, hey, it still works. You know, I'm not getting sucked into this. I'm not, there's not a connection. I, how do I say it? Like if there was like a, if I could look at it as a, an electrical circuit or something like, like I feel like there's a wire that's loose or not connecting right or that somebody's really needing something heavy in their life mm-hmm. for them to be able to connect with him. And I feel good that when I see that, that there's not a connection there, it's a, a red flag. Mm-hmm. And I feel smart. I feel good, you know, but because I feel for all those people that are getting taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Now, do I believe they go home and they placebo effect, perhaps, that they feel closer to God because they went there and they gave? Maybe. Oh, I sure, might be, I'm sure they, they might. Do. They might. People that give and believe like that might actually get something out of it. Sure. But, um, but the the they just don't know. They're just ignorant, I, and that's so sad. But that I think you're why. right. I think you're right, though, Dave. Is I think that folks do feel good. It's like you know, if you give to charity, you do. You kind of feel good that you gave something, right? Even and and maybe even some cases where you feel even better knowing that you couldn't afford to do it, yet you still did it. There's some uh, altruistic benefit that we get, you know, psychologically when you, when you or... yeah, when you do stuff like that. The problem is these guys are they're soliciting for it and they're telling you that you should be able to do it. <laughs> So there's another clip I wanted to show. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, we've talked a little bit about Bill Maher. I'm not a big fan of his politics, although some things that he said recently, I'm kind of like, he's growing on me a little bit. He has, he, he has said a, five percent. I've agreed with about five to seven percent of what he yeah, says. There so are some. There's stuff some things that, I agree yeah, with. Sure. But. So he's got he's got this uh, this documentary that uh, it's called Religious, and it's it, to be honest, it's really really funny if you're open-minded um enough to listen to someone talk about different religions and 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 stuff it's like making fun of it yeah making it's being, not make taking light it like taking it light, light yeah and it, it really <clears throat> is it's it's quite good but this documentary this is a little clip from that documentary and it talks about what exactly what we're talking about which is you know this idea that these preachers are soliciting for money and <laughs> so, Ethan, why don't you why don't you cue this one up? This is the uh, this is the mashup, and then there's a little interview afterwards. So go ahead and do the mashup. I'd like to see ten thousand people give ten thousand dollars, write your biggest check, and send it in. We got people on welfare has got enough faith to make a thousand dollar now and paying it. I want to be in the green. Lord. What I'm about to say is revelation. I got it on DVD, and I have it on DVD, <laughs> and you need to get this. Hallelujah. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> At least he's selling a product. Yeah, all right. Yeah. At least I'm getting that one. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and they're not even bashful about it, and that's, I'm yeah. telling you, you have to have, 
something missing a lot in your life. I'm not going to say that they're mental, uh, you know, having a mental, you know, uh, issue. I'm just saying that maybe they have a daddy issue. I don't know. You know, like like a parent, you know, they're missing something in life for them to fall for that. Well, you, I believe in God, but I also don't fall for that, you know? You had, uh, uh, you and I had talked about doing a podcast just on, on cults. And because there's a lot of cool uh, psychology um, when you start studying cults, right? Cult leaders and how they manipulate their, you know, their followers and whatnot. And in in this particular case, you're talking about and they're so like wide open and and manipulating right. their their people and soliciting these they things. They don't even have to. But that's be where sneaky. they don't even have to be sneaky, exactly, because their followers have gotten to the point where they trust everything that this person is preaching, mm-hmm. and they think that it's good nature, it's it's in the best interest of it, it, of spreading the gospel. But a lot of these folks are taking advantage in such ways that are, uh, you know, they're they're talking about buying uh, private jets, right? And 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 you know, they just can't have, <laughs> they just can't sit and coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Too many demons in coach. Yeah. Ethan, I want you to queue up um, another one. This is the the last clip that you had done. People in a congregation must know that the outfit was financed by their donations, that it doesn't seem to bother them. I always dress well. My grandma. So it's not those that gators? I'm. Uh, those are <clears throat> lizards. Lizards. Mm. Yes. What um, do they run? They don't run, they crawl. Talking about his <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and I see you got a lot of bling. I like gold. The people want you to, to look well. That's what pimps say about their women. <laughs> I was told by one of the greatest <laughs> pimps that ever fantastic. lived. His name is called God. That if you know what you got, then you ain't got much. Jesus, Jesus dressed very well. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he, where is wow. the biblical evidence? When he was born, BS. they brought him gold. They brought him gold. He was not poor. So my image of Jesus as a, a man who championed the poor and walked around in, in simple garb, Humble. that's wrong? It was, it was linen. It was fine linen. Really? Yeah. But Jesus constantly preaches against rich people. The Bible does not speak against being rich. Jesus the, does. No, no. Very plainly. No. Jesus was very, very against the rich. He never preached rich. against being poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For, no, uh, he preached against being rich. No, 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 no. He said that it's better for a rich man to, than uh, yes. a rich man to... In a, in a, to uh, What's that, preacher? Say that again. To go to the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. Okay, but now, but now, things like houses and cars <laughs> and so clothes bad. and money, they come as a result of my seeking God first. I don't remember that in the New Testament specifically. But it's there. The passage about <laughs> I remember the, it. The houses and the cars and the clothes, they'll come. Yeah. Money comes. Money happens, you know. Well, money happens for you for because they're giving it up to you. You're not giving it up to them. As a matter of fact, let me, let me set the record straight. I do not receive a salary from the church. I do not take a salary right, from the church. You take no. <laughs> take He'll buy right every, the <laughs> I'll buy everything that I need for. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so. That's got. It just sucks because that's that's not illegal. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're allowed to sucker people. Well, okay, there are some cases where they these guys do get in trouble for stuff. You know, Jeremiah Cummings, he says, 
you know, I don't, I don't get a salary from the church. And in Bill Maher, he says, yeah, you just take it right out of the pot, right? Because <laughs> he's making jokes about it. But the reality is, it doesn't matter if there's a salary associated with the position of being a pastor or a preacher. The side benefits are enormous. He's part of that, that mashup where he's like selling his DVD. You got to so, get it on DVD. So here's the thing <laughs> is, is you go to a regular preacher and you look at what he's got. Mm-hmm. They, they struggle. They struggle to sure. make ends meet. They <clears throat> often have to have a second job or a major job. And this guy could live several lives off of what he does. And, um, you know, a preacher that is actually preaching what the Bible says, whether you believe it or not, somebody that's actually preaching what the Bible says, this guy doesn't even know what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. He's proven that. I don't even, I'm not even speculating. So there's a, a list of, of some of these televangelists. There's a top 10 list. Ethan, want to bring that up? And, uh, and there's a few you probably recognize, but they've gotten in trouble for different things. Uh, like you said, there are a lot of preachers. This that's a hard life for them to to make a living because it requires a, mal- a fair amount of, of uh, time and effort. And sometimes they have to work a second job in order to survive and pay for their their family and whatnot. Right here, the but, golden standard. But we're talking the king <laughs> of televangelists, uh, Jimmy Swaggart. <laughs> no, oh, he J- crumbled though, didn't he? Boy, Jimmy, Sw- he's still. I think he's still around. I, I well, he I he say. might have built up a bit, but he had a falling out, and I cannot remember. Here it is. Let's hear it. <laughs> this is good. No, no, go back to the article. So Jimmy Swaggart, he's um, you know a, a, a televangelist preacher guy, and he made this move to oust a previous preacher. Okay, who was running this particular so church. So like a magician gave away another magician's secrets? Sort of. It's going to get fired back he, or backlash on that. The the previous preacher, and I can't remember if his name is mentioned in this little article, but he was, a, he was the pastor, and Swagger uh, figured out a way to oust him by catching him having an affair. And so there it is, Marvin... Uh, Gorman was the previous pastor and got him in trouble. Well, he took a little revenge and then got Jimmy Swaggart in trouble because Jimmy Swaggart, he ended up having, he ended up getting caught with a hooker. Hooker. Okay. I was going to say, was it <laughs> prostitutes? I thought it was. And, and what's hilarious is that there was this big old scandal. Of course, you know, he's a big time you know, has he thousands the, of members. He was the church. big dog. Exactly. Biggest one out there at the time. And so he ends up getting in trouble with this prostitute and he goes on, on TV, on his little televangelist show yes, and, yes. and tells, you know, basically repents the world. And, yeah. And the whole world gets to see him crying like a baby. I um, got caught with this amazing <laughs> hooker. And, Lord, forgive me, but thank you at the same time because she was amazing, Lord. <laughs> I was like, it's so just funny. trying to save face. Mm-hmm. And but again, he's kind of the same sort of scam artist where he's he's got such power over his congregation. He's a very wealthy person mm-hmm. and became this very uh, well known celebrity preacher. Uh, in the process, but this affected him though. It did a lot of times. This, but he came back. Bring it, right, but he had to. He was. I thought. I want to. I wish I could tell you. Maybe you know. But 
wasn't he down for like a good 20 years? Like he was out of the game for a while. I think it was only a few years. Is that right? I, yeah, I, I'd have to look. Because uh, he's not the king he used to be. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> so, so, but he, you know, if I, <clears throat> if I could try to be fair, he was a televangelist, but he was more of a preacher, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Did, did he heal? Was he a healer? I don't think he was a I don't. Healer, I want to no. say I don't think he was, but we have some faith healers. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just so bad. You know, it just, just kills me <laughs> that people could fall for that. So J- Jimmy Swagger, he, he ended up, you know, repenting. He ended up, you know, coming back and he did it again three years later. Is that what it and is? He said really? that they lost everything, but now he has his own TV uh, network. And I don't know if he's still alive, if he's still doing his thing, because I have lost. I, I don't care too much. But, he wasn't that young back but then. The, but this is a very common thing where these, these preachers, this is what they do. They get in trouble, they repent, they come back, and they're, you know, they get in trouble or they become very, very successful. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, there's this little guy that looks like Martin Short. Okay. Ted, Ted Haggard, he's another guy. So I don't know about no Ted Haggard. Okay, very. Uh, there's tons of clips, and I didn't want to... Bombard the at show least, with at them, least but. at this visually uh, the picture I don't recognize him there. Okay. Oh my gosh! Never mind. You're that's right, just man. a really good picture of him. So, he's the, he's the guy that looks like a demon. He, <laughs> right right now, right now his his face is his 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 cre- creases are a lot deeper and. Uh, okay, so he got in his trouble. Sin is all over his face. He got in trouble. Because he's one of these guys that preached against uh, homosexuality and uh, and and you know being morally pure and all this stuff. He's a you know described what are you saying? himself. You can't be morally pure and homosexual. <laughs> uh, I think that was one of his messages. Oh, one of his messages. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't and, this the guy that got caught with a male hugger? Yeah. So this is the guy. <laughs> So he ends up. How getting... did I not? How did I not hear that about him? He, how did I miss that? So the. <laughs> you kidding me? Okay, go ahead. I'll try not to interrupt. He says he he gets in trouble because there's a guy comes out and he says, "Yeah, uh, figures out who Ted Haggard is. He's, I guess, a male. I, I think a male prostitute who's also a drug dealer, and he used to sell meth to Ted, Ted Haggard." And have gay sex with him. Why not? And he comes out, figures out who he is, famous preacher, and then the story comes out, he denies it, uh, Ted Haggard denies the story, and then eventually admits that, yeah, I did buy drugs from him, but then I threw him away. (laughs) As if that could ever, I mean, we're, I mean, Hunter Biden, nah, you can't even believe it with Hunter Biden. So Ted Haggard comes out, he says, yeah, uh, okay, maybe I was lying with that. Uh, I did buy drugs for this guy, um, but nothing else. And then admits later on that he's had all these different... I'm just going to feed it to him a little bit at a time. Maybe <laughs> the, we'll see if they keep accepting it. Yeah. <clears throat> Eventually, he, he came clean. He had this interview with Oprah Winfrey and told his story. And the way that he tells the story, I can tell that his followers are like eating it up. They are going to forgive him because you know what? He's human. Every human is sinful. We're going to forgive him, and he's going to, you know... And then he comes back and still very famous, um, still does, you know, preaching his his thing. Yeah. But it's just so interesting that he had had this lie for years and years, and, and he talks to Oprah about how he 
um, you know, even when he was a young child, and then he had this relationship with um, a coworker of his father's, and, and a male coworker mm-hmm. of his father's, and he goes through the years of having this these idea these um, uh, homosexual uh, desires, and he says he's been fighting through his entire life, but he's not gay, he's not bisexual, he loves his wife and his kids and all this stuff, but he still. He tells Oprah that he's still struggling with these desires. And this guy has been preaching against it for years right. and years and years. Yeah, you and, need to send that trouble my way but, one at a time. But again, he's the guy who's asking for all this money right. from his congregation. He's had thousands of people at his church, and he's very wealthy. Right. He has. Doesn't this guy have his own jet? Yeah, he's got his own plane. Thank yeah. goodness. So yeah. He could fly closer to God. <laughs> it's... Oh amazing it really is quite amazing but there's so many there's so many different ones that are the faith healers there is one in particular and i can't remember his name and it's it's really sad the stuff that he that he does ethan look up google uh christian faith healers he's one of the most famous ones and i can't think of his name at the moment it'll come to me yeah i'm sure i think but, i know but he got in trouble for um, fraud, I believe. Huge trouble. Comes back. He's doing his thing again. Still doing his faith healing stuff. But he ends up getting to the point where he... Yep, that's the guy. And I can't remember his name. He's right there, um, uh, Ethan. Is that the little Martin Short guy? No. no. Oh, Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn is is a a very famous faith healer. And in fact, I want to say that my dad uh, went to one of his things. Because, you know, my brother Rob had type 1 diabetes. Eventually, was he 27? I think he died at... 26 or 27. Yeah, died at 27. But was hoping that that there would be some sort of like faith healing for my brother. Like anything. And, and, and it, you know, and I look at this as like, he brings people up on stage. He's, you know, throwing his coat around. He's blowing in people's faces. They're passing out on the stage, going in convulsions. People are getting out of wheelchairs. It's amazing. The stuff that is being performed in front of him, right? Because it's, it's an act. And he got in trouble uh, a while back for the, uh, the seed, thing you know where you donate some money you hope and get some sort of harvest in return he got in trouble for that and as he's preaching now he's he's basically said yeah i i'm not going to do that anymore i'm not going to do the seed preaching deal right and and i can't remember the technical term that they call it but uh but he still does the faith healing thing and to me it's just so wrong to make people believe in something that's not actually real. And what he's doing is a complete act, and people give him money. Right, they go, take advantage they, of the system, they pay tax for, free. Yep, they, they pay <clears> for <throat> the, they pay to go to his, his, uh, his, his preaching sermon deals, right. and he brings in thousands and thousands of people each time he hosts something. He's also on TBN and some other, uh, you know, networks. And it's just, again, and I'm not, not trying to repeat, but, Again, what are, what are people missing or what is wrong with people to be drawn to that or to not see, a, to not question it? We see it going, oh my gosh, this guy's ridiculous. We're looking at it from like the outside. That. Okay, but somebody's <laughs> got to see it for the first time. Yeah. 
from the outside, you know? I mean, some people, kids might be born into it, but like I said, as I look in the audiences, and they're usually from, I want to, 45 and up, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and they look, not trying to be mean, but they look maybe poor, poorer, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... It's just I just taking advantage of it because I feel like there's this there's there's so many more people out there than people think, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take but you know a little group to I mean those there, there's a lot of people, but I'm just saying out of the whole nation, all they need is a little chunk of it for these people to be extremely successful because these guys like you played in that clip, mm-hmm. they preach give everything, yeah. Because you'll get it back in, in you know, 20-fold. Mm-hmm. It's so. a testament to your faith. Right. You give even if you don't have anything to give, because God will reward you according to these people. And, and it's so dishonest. It's so dishonest. And I can totally understand why people would fall for it. Um, you know, of course, I'm, I'm looking at it <laughs> from a new perspective in where I'm at with, with religion and, and the belief in God. But... Even from the perspective of a former Christian, we did not grow up believing that these preachers had the ability to heal someone. And, you know, we believed in prayer, that you can pray, and, and God's going to, um, to heal you, and that sort of thing. So we did grow up believing those things, but we're talking about an, an actual person that is supposed to be able to heal you um, right. by using the word of of God or saying, you know, Jesus Christ. Because they, they act healed. like they're actual prophets, yeah. you know, not preachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 to to a point, I could appreciate just the preachers that want to go up there and give a sermon to the group, like mm-hmm. a great big church. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when it's not balanced, when it's not the funds that are coming in, you know, it doesn't go to all the charities that could help out more. It just keeps going into funnels down to the, you know, the main people. And I, I think it's just taking advantage and I don't think that's how it should be. I do believe that every church does need funding and their community or, you know, they should be able to help fund the church to keep it going. But when it's, I don't even know the percentage, but when you're, when you're taking in millions more, millions and millions more than you need to keep it up and running and to pay people a decent salary or even a, you know, a decent NBA salary. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> even if you're sitting on the bench. Even if you're sitting on the bench. <laughs> no, I think, you know? I think it's, it should be, of course, a, a voluntary thing. I've been to some mega churches uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe it was yeah, maybe it was a couple of years ago. I don't remember wearing a mask to it, but I went to a local uh, mega, what I would call a mega church, big big group uh, of people there. Lots of lights, live music, um, big screen, concert feeling, concert right? feeling. And did, did it feel like a church though to you? Like you walked into well, a holy place, I, like you would remember? Like you, I grew up in a, an Adventist community that was more conservative. It felt like a holy respected holy place going into these mega churches it looks like it's a big auditorium this didn't feel holy to me but i also went in as an atheist and was experiencing it through a different a different lens lens right but watching it take place i i was just like you could feel the mood in the room go according to plan and these people 
plan their sermons with music, with people's reading from... Yeah, they dictate the energy in the room, and then at the right moment, they ask for the offering. And then you have people come up, and you start seeing loads of cash. If you are at the end of the row when they're handing out the, the, the plate... It's like a mound of mm-hmm. cash. It's amazing, and of course, it's all tax free. So, but these, so, the, but the megachurch that I went to, they were not doing faith healing. They were not asking for money. They just passed the place. So right. So it. So my opinion, and I noticed that you asked for it, so I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's so it doesn't mean anything. But my opinion about the megachurches are, is because I do believe in God and. And I think the mega churches are, I don't know how many steps, but I'm going to say a couple steps down from like the televangelist things. Mm-hmm. But when you go into these mega churches, you often walk through the doors and you walk through a coffee shop, <laughs> you know, get yourself a latte, get yourself pumped up and energy. And then guess what? And you walk in and it's more of a concert feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, you might have a prayer or two. And, and there's no doubt that people won't get pumped up and and alive and but yeah wait I, so all right by the way are they taxed when people buy coffee and food from churches i don't think they charge for that stuff and i could be that, wrong i've 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 gone to churches where they charge you for yeah because there's some around here that i know that it's it's just a setup. You go and buy a coffee if you want to go get a coffee. Yeah. It's not a line. Think about the lines. You never would be able to get through the line if it was free. Yeah. Have you been to any of these mega churches? No. No. Oh. I or no. Yes and no. No. I think just like the Bigfoot Museum that we're going to go do today together, mm-hmm. and and the Evergreen Space uh, and you know, Aerospace Museum, we're going to go together. Yes. We need to go. You're lining up for a pimp slap <laughs> just in case. We need to go to a mega church and and then oh, talk about and talk yeah. about the experience. Because so for me, uh, so this is what I was going to get to. So you, I have the televangelist churches. You then you have my opinion. You have like the mega churches, and then I went to a church that I would say would be a step under a mega church. Okay, maybe it was maybe it was what in, would inspire a mega church. And I went to a New Hope church. Oh. New Hope church was a church but so what takes what takes it out of my heart if you will is this is a church that i'm not going to say denominations yeah a non-denomination no several denom several religions can can rent it out oh gosh so so seventh-day adventists they rented it out on saturday Mm -hmm. and then then whoever on sunday came in and rented out so for me i know that we're it's two different religions using the one church, and it's like kind of, yeah. so it's just we're renting out a hall, right. and we're bringing in, it is something, for example, a Catholic, Catholics to go to church in the Catholic church, you get that Catholic, you know, ambiance, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so, but it was a huge church, and <laughs> yes. there was a lot more a lot less humble. There was clapping and singing more so than what my regular church was. And so it was upbeat, but yet still, they still kept some of the humbleness too. So it was, to me, balanced, mm-hmm. you know, and, but still on the side of, I won't lie to you, it was on the side of not quite right. <laughs> you know, to, to me, what I think our church 
that that actually believes in God should be like. I think you and I used to go to that New Hope Church because it was a Sunnyside Seventh Day Adventist church that started to rent it out while they were, I think, getting their own right. church built or something. And it got ruined because why? Do you? Oh, sorry. No, not even interrupt you. No. What? What do you mean got ruined? I think we got uh, lost the ability to utilize that mm-hmm. because of a preacher, like so many other preachers, which ticks me off. Um, was doing something that he shouldn't be with freaking kids. Oh, gotcha. And I'm like, we can't get away. I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, that's just a whole nother conversation is is that in religion. Mm-hmm. Well, we, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's where we do some of the the, the podcasts with cults. Cause sit there some... and say, don't do this so much, don't do this so much, don't do... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I've been saying not to do that so much. I'm almost curious of what is so wrong with that. Oh, I mean, gosh. I, that's what Ted Haggard did. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'll uh, stop with I, I better not say anything I, about that. I remember going to that, that big New Hope church, and it did feel weird because the previous churches that we had been to were really churches that were stained, yeah, stained glass windows. There were pews. There were... It didn't feel like a big uh, auditorium concert or concert hall. hall. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it did feel weird, but there were, I mean, when they moved over to that church, it seemed like they'd fill the church. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted to go right. there because right. it was, it was beautiful. It was a nice building but, and the presentation, boy, if you've ever been to a concert that is from a band that plays like love songs or anything that really pulls at your yeah. heartstrings, there are people in that auditorium that are experiencing the same thing. I mean, they are crying, right. they are swaying back and forth. It's an experience, and that church delivered that experience. Right, and and so that's where I said that I appreciate it, but I still felt that it was like teetering on a mm-hmm. too liberal side of it, you know, but um, not liberal political i'm just saying yeah. like they're not 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 conservative you know they're allowing more things like mm-hmm. i could i could mm-hmm. go there with tattoos and earrings and nobody gave crap if i went, had tattoos and earrings at my other church i would want to cover it up you know there's a, just a difference of allowance mm-hmm. more yeah. acceptance if you will but but the other thing was is it, it ran like a church they still had like their 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 sabbath schools and the more yeah. the pre thing before the mm-hmm. the main show yeah but but it was it was i i will tell you that i actually felt mm, like the presence of god there i didn't feel like it was so fake but i feel like that that's the closest thing to the next step is the 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 mega churches yeah, you like know? the televangelists like like when when everything mm-hmm. just goes straight for profit mm-hmm. just down here in gresham or troutdale-ish area mm-hmm. There was a mega church that I think a friend of ours go to, so I'm not trying to knock it, but mm-hmm. I don't like it because of that. I don't want to have a coffee shop in 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 my church, yeah. believe it or not. And the Bible says not to be drinking that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. because it's effective to you. But well, it's all yeah. Also, the other thing is having uh, some sort of commercial operation inside your church, working on the day of rest. <laughs> yes, that's 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 one of the Ten mm-hmm. Commandments. Yeah, yeah. You know, but a lot of Christians don't but they, look at the Ten Commandments as really commandments right they're more it's, like suggestions uh, right. it's kind of like the same problem we have with americans and the constitution yeah that's right yeah it's too bad <laughs> and yeah uh we should probably wrap things up here dave uh we're gonna have to get to the other half of this show 
because I do want to see the kung fu. Oh no, fake. this is great. No, 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 that's, <laughs> no, this is good to talk about because we could keep talking about this for for a while. Yeah. And and in fact, I would like to go to these places. I want to learn how to heal. <laughs> Maybe that's something we could do on NT, here at NTS. We could do some yeah healing I, and I'd love a field trip. <laughs> we'll we'll drag producer. Uh, I will tell you what. If you want to set up a date to go to uh, a mega church or something, I would go. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm trust gonna... me, I'm not going to be going there with like like whistles and going. You know, like if I'm at the <laughs> end of a basketball, you know, making noises. You know, I'd be reverent. I'm... I've been to many many different types of churches. Defense and um, yeah, I... yeah. <laughs> You're whistling. I, I love that verse. Yeah, Dave. I will bring a Bible and a little notepad because I think it's terribly fascinating, and yep. I think it's worth it's worth us talking about. Yep. So uh, we'll we'll plan anything that. to get your ass into a church makes <laughs> me happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, trust me, I am not opposed to going to church. You're not opposed to changing your ways yeah. and Heck, believing in I, God. I probably watch more of these televangelists than you do. Yeah, because it's bull crap. I try not to waste my time with bull crap. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, you you learn stuff, and I think it's it's yeah. good to be continually learning stuff. But you know, like acorn squash, once you taste it, you're never gonna. That's gonna that's gonna be the same. That's gonna be the same. It's it's all crap. <laughs> no, it depends on who's yeah. it depends on who's preparing it. Yeah, and that's all shit. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Uh, okay, uh, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate that. If you don't mind, tell some folks about the show. We'd love to increase the audience. I want to say thank you to producer E for showing up and uh, running the show for us. Yeah, it's always nice to have him around. That's right. Uh, You can find more information about the show at NeverTooSerious.com. Find us on Getter and Twitter at the NTS Podcast. You can leave a message at Mailbag at NeverTooSerious.com. That's right. And Um, what about merch? Quit showing off, man. I don't got nothing yet. You're still waiting on your order. You don't be... Leaving me in the dust. Yeah. Go to our website. We've got... Uh, oh, yeah. Here, this is what I got. Ethan, producer Ethan has got a hoodie. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty sharp. I like it. Check it out. So go to our website, neverzuzerius.com, oh, and you can find the merch link. Yep. You could even get it probably before me. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.